That was a bad ending to a story, wasn't it? It's like this happy wedding feast and then all of a sudden out in the darkness with wailing and grinding of teeth. It's like, Jesus, you don't know how to tell a story, you know? But before we, before we get bent out of shape with, you know, like many are, many are invited, few are chosen, let's, let's take a look again at this king. He's so good. He wants his wedding hall to be filled. He's, he's inviting everybody. Look at, the, look at the people he's inviting. They're the ones who are turning away and saying, no, no, I got, I got stuff to do. I don't like you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat this guy up. But that's not us. That's not you. You're the ones who have responded to the invitation. You're here. This is actually a foretaste, a pledge of that eternal wedding feast. But the Lord doesn't want us to get comfortable there. So anytime the Lord tells us something like, hey, many are called, few are chosen, he's not saying, ha ha, he's saying, so I want you to be among those chosen few. I want to tell you the secret so that you too can be in that company. Now, we get this guy, he showed up, he's been invited, he showed up, he came, and yet there is something missing. And the saints and commentators can, can talk to us all about what they think that this garment might be. But I think for our purposes, we can suffice it to say something was missing. That being invited wasn't enough. What was it? What was missing? Well, here's my theory. Listen to what the king says to him. He sees him there without the right attire. He goes up to him and he says, friend. We just heard that a couple weeks ago. It was with the guys in the vineyard who'd been working there all day. They start complaining that everybody else is getting the same as them. And the master of the vineyard says, my friend. Both cases, it's ironic, isn't it? Because they're not acting in a way that's becoming of friends. We hear that word, this, this word is only used three times in the New Testament. Those two, and then the Garden of Gethsemane. When he says it to Judas, friend. All three times it's like, this is what you should be and what you're not. It's like, that's what's missing. Friendship, real friendship. Oh yeah, and I was invited and I came, but it wasn't enough. And I don't want you to be cast out into the darkness. So I think what we want to do is just kind of look and like, okay, how can I really develop my friendship with the Lord so that he doesn't say that to me? In a couple of weeks, we're going to hear another parable about a wedding feast and the, and the people who are left outside and they're beating on the door. They say, let us in. He says, I don't know you. We don't want him to say that to us. I don't want him to say that to you. And so we want to work on our friendship with the Lord. If I were to say one thing, in addition to the, the thing that you're already doing, which is showing up to Sunday Mass, which of course is the, the main thing, if I say, if you're going to do one thing, add one thing, what would it be? I'm not just saying this because it's adoration, boost Sunday, but adoration would be the one thing. If you could only do one extra thing, go to adoration. Sign up for an adoration hour. Because it's like we sit in his presence and we, we prove to him, it's like, Lord, I'm here because of friendship. I'm not, I'm not here because I have to be. I'm here because I love you. And I want to work on that friendship because I want to be with you for all eternity.
And so that's what I would, that's what I would encourage you. And I think, uh, thank you for, to Joseph for his fine words this morning and the way that adoration has really impacted him and his friendship with the Lord. And I know that many of you could say the same thing. And in fact, I would, I would love to just recognize you if you are a registered adorer, if you have a, an adoration hour, or if you're a, a regular sub, if you could stand up right now. Stand up if you have an adoration hour or a sub in the adoration chapel. Now, if, sit down if, only if, you have an adoration hour because you really couldn't think of anything better to do, you don't really have that many friends, you live super close, you don't work, you don't have children, you don't have grandchildren. If that's you, then go ahead and sit down. Oh, look, everybody stayed standing. Now, so, so and I just do that, and what I want to point out about these, these fine people that are standing is that they're just pretty ordinary, no offense. I've always been inspired by the ordinary people. Like, wow, if those ordinary people can, can do that, then I could probably do that because I'm an ordinary person. And every one of these people has all the same excuses that you have. And they found a way. And the Lord blesses that and multiplies their time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You may sit down. Um, the, your, your prayers, your adoration, it, it carries us as a, as a parish. It, 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 it multiplies our efforts here. And I want to I give you just two reasons, I don't want to belabor this, I want to give two reasons why I think it's important that every single parishioner sign up for an adoration hour. Two reasons. One, like I said last week, we have a, a collective mission here as a parish, and this is part of our collective mission. Part of our collective mission is to make sure that everybody in the Delano area has an opportunity to experience and encounter Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. And what I really want to do, and especially in coming months, is really make that known to people that they can stop in that adoration chapel anytime they want and experience the peace that only Jesus can give. And so that's, that's one, just being part of this mission that we're all part of. It's not a mission that I came up with or you came up with. It was one that we all inherited and we want to carry on and continue. I think the second reason to have your own adoration hour that you signed up for you can, always, you can always walk in because these good people are, are keeping those doors open for us. And that's fine, and I do encourage you, stop into the Adoration Chapel. Stop in for five minutes when you have a chance. Stop in when you're driving home. But have your own hour as well. Because if what I'm trying to do is, is live out and, and in a sense prove my friendship with the Lord, if I just stop in when it's convenient for me, well, then I'm really living my friendship according to my own my own uh, availability. This is about me now. What do, what do I get? Oh, I feel like stopping in. Whereas when I have an hour that I have to show up at, there's something about it that just changes. Like, I need to go, I need to go and live the, my friendship out on, on, the Lord's, on the Lord's standards, the Lord's principles. So that would be, that would be my encouragement to you. Uh, in a moment, and actually right now, uh, these cards are at the ends of your pews. If you're at the end of the pews, if you just pass those down. And if you don't have an hour right now, I, I, don't, I can't think of a good excuse. I can't think of an excuse that one of these people who was standing didn't come up with themselves and say, no, that's not a good enough excuse. And notice, notice the man in the parable. It says after the, the king says, hey, how'd you get in here? It says he was reduced to silence. He just had nothing to say. He had no excuse. 
You can say, well, I live too far away or I don't have enough time or, you know, my schedule so, it fluctuates so much. It just didn't have an excuse and we really don't either. So I just encourage you to sign your name uh, on there, your email address and your phone number and one of our adoration coordinators, our captains, will give you a call and find out what hour works for you. If three options, one is, hey, I, I want an hour. I want, I want to have my own hour and I'm willing to take one that's open. Two is if there's somebody else on that hour, I'll be the second person on that hour. It's a, it's a great freedom, you know, you tag team with somebody. Last week I was out of town and I asked my adoration partner, I said, hey, I'm going to be gone. She said, no worries, I'm here, so it's not a problem. And then the third one is those, those late night hours. Uh, some, some people are good at doing the late nights, but sometimes like, man, three o'clock in the morning every week. Well, certainly you could do three o'clock in the morning once a month and do that with a team of people. So those are the three options. Otherwise, just write your name and your phone number. We'll call you and we'll figure out what works for you so that you can be part of this mission, so that you can live out your friendship with Jesus. So if you can pass those cards down, I'll give a few minutes after the end of the homily just to fill that out. And when, you're, uh, when you leave today, just put those in the baskets uh, on their way out. And uh, some of the adoration coordinators will be in the narthex to answer any questions if you have them. In a moment, we'll, we'll enter into the wedding feast of the Lamb. This is what we do when we come here. And in fact, we hear these words every single Mass. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. This is the supper of the Lamb. We just heard about it. It's the wedding feast of the Son of God. And we're invited. Blessed are those who are called. But many are called and few are chosen. So blessed even more are those who are chosen. Let's ask the Lord for the grace to live out our call, live out our invitation, so that when we do see him on that last day at the wedding feast, He may come to us and say, friend,